cannot play God, then wash your hands of the things that you've created. Sooner or later, the day comes when you can't hide from the things that you've done anymore. Oh man, such a hangover. I should not have more than three drinks in an evening, she said with a beer in her hand in the middle of the day. Welcome back <laughs> to another week of Beers, Beats and Battlestar Galactica, where we, Melia and Lisa, take on the uh, sci-fi original series Battlestar Galactica. And yep. um, this week, you might have heard us clinking beers in the background. We're very excited because we have we have doubled down on puns. Yeah. The title of this episode is Tie Me Up, Tie Me Down. But like, but, but T-I-G-H. Like T-I-G-H. Mm, whoa, see whoa, what they did stop there. Stop that press. Yeah. Um, and we have we have doubled down on that by getting Tiger Beer. Because we couldn't get Thai Beer, which I'm yes. just very disappointed about your local beer it has a lots of cheap wine but not a good beer selection yeah well i think you've got a pretty good beer selection but they just don't have the good cheap asian beers <laughs> no binteng for you <laughs> no. i think they did have binteng oh really yeah i was like oh that's not useful changi is changi the thai beer i think so yeah they had that too they just didn't have this <laughs> they didn't have the one we wanted but tiger uh, like we just yes we can call it thai beer and that was a suggestion puns on puns on from, puns uh, from a from a listener um one of our uh Top listeners, um, number one fans. Thanks, Cara. guys. Thanks, Kara. <laughs> um, yeah, you can't handle the puns that we're bringing on this week. <laughs> sure that there will be more. Um, I think we have some more listener feedback, actually, as well as great ideas for beer. Lisa, anything um, that you want to share with us? Yeah, we have um, a lot of feedback. I can't read it all out. Sorry. Like, <laughs> too it's, popular. It too, too oh, my God, time. guys. There's just like... <laughs> too many of you saying nice things um shout out to lisa wolfson who wrote us a lot of tweets but um i'm just going to read this one because it gives us props which i like (laughs) which um says that we're interesting intelligent women which i like um (laughs) that's amazing one out of those three things is true (laughs) (laughs) um space parents which is space parents bsg on twitter um said that they started with our podcast today and they loved it this is a few days ago but thanks, space parents. Thanks, space you sound parents. a lot cooler than like actual parents. Yeah, I think space so too. Um, and then um, I think also Lisa said that she liked our Bastille Day podcast better than the actual episode, which is a very awesome. big compliment. That is that's big my compliment. favorite Battlestar Galactica episode so far. You're just holding out, holding out for some Zarek. I just back. love Zarek um, and terrorism. So, <laughs> and you know what? It's been great because since that episode, producer Tom put me onto my favorite murder podcast, which has made me feel way less creepy about my love of terrorism. So I'm just leaning into it now. Yeah, embrace it. Be true to yourself. Mm-hmm. Just Living don't take it truth. a step further than being, you know, interested in the terrorism. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to get around to committing the actual terrorist yeah. acts. That's a that's an important step too distinction far. to make. It is, yeah. but I do really like to get nerdy about it so let's hope that yeah. comes up but yeah yeah keep the feedback coming guys we love it um Very there'll be more that we'll get back to in the next few episodes as we head towards the series finale and we're going to i think we're going to come up with the something pretty finale. fun for the season finale or series yeah. finale season finale i do have um, a lot of bottles of tequila at home that we could <laughs> i mean <laughs> well i mean i don't know about you but i mean that that green cordial shit they were drinking this week was really was it midori there was no other explanation <laughs> like if that was alcoholic that was all i could think of and it really anyway that's gross anyway won't be midori no um Absolutely. 
absinthe, absinthe, absinthe is, is green. also green. Yeah, that's Chartreuse. true. Chartreuse. Just do ABC shots like, <laughs> like we're 18 again. And oh, then die the next day. If you want to give us ideas for this season finale or any feedback, don't forget you can follow us on Twitter and Insta at BeardsBeatsBSG to see the beards that we drink, our screenshots, our pop culture references, general banter, when I'm out and I see Starbuck on a sign and I send it to Lisa <laughs> and she immediately puts it up online for everyone. Yeah, that, how did you not know that was going to happen? <laughs> I was out as well and drinking, so I was Your like, commitment. This Best idea. I'm gonna put it all over the internet. (laughs) Well, I promise it's better than we are making it sound. Um, Yeah, this episode we're covering the ninth episode of the first season. Timey up, timey down, as we mentioned. It was Mm -hmm. originally called. This title of the episode was originally called Secrets and Lies, which sounds way more like a soap. Which kind of would have worked for the theme, like the yeah, actual it was content of this kind episode. Of like a soap. It was pretty soapy. Yeah. But, you know, I love a pun. So, yeah. And um, this was directed by Edward James Olmos. Really? Yeah. Oh, God. Just try. I know. Lisa and I were having a conversation before recording today about our respective feelings about this episode. Oh, no. Oh, why are you going to do that? <laughs> and, why are you going to um, do that? Does yeah. He, does he direct any, was it his first this time his directing first time, anything? I don't think it's his first time directing anything, but it's his first time directing for the show. It won't be his only outing directing this show. So, mm. uh, you know, strap in for some more Edward James Olmos oh, uh, music cues and actor-driven he, scenes, um, if that's how you'd like me to put it. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe he. I hope he improves. Um, it's like that. Um, there's an episode of Twin Peaks that was directed by someone uh, famous, an actor, and it was the uh-huh. first time directing anything ever. Uh-huh. And it always gets all this. Um, it gets a lot. I'm just like, can you please find out who it is? Tom? Uh, he, well, I was going to say he started out by directing Miami Vice. Oh, How well, that, that makes a lot of sense as well. If yeah. we look at the music of the episode <laughs> and the lighting. He's got some thematic the um, hangovers from that time. Yeah, I think it was very Miami Vice. Yeah, so but you know what? Great. Yeah, you got to get used to this because he, he will try his hand directing again. Ah, um, that's great. <laughs> and um, it was written by Jeff Lamming, who wrote Litmus, uh, which was a few episodes ago. Yeah. Um, not one of our hated episodes. Um, but yeah, it was an interesting. What did you think about this episode, Lisa? I didn't <laughs> I feel really like you thing to tell us no I mean look okay so obviously I'm pretty hungover as well so everything that's like negative is just you're like like me when we record on a weekday yeah pretty much I'm just like why did I do that usually I spend Saturday nights at home watching television by myself (laughs) and so I'm all like fresh and excited and and everything on Sundays but today I'm just like uh drinks just kept putting put in my hand um so no I didn't like the episode at all like blaming the alcohol it's all the fault of the alcohol i have no I'm powerless i'm powerless I'm in this like situation Saul to alan yeah yeah it's exactly yeah it's ellen <laughs> that's all it is anyway i didn't like the episode and i hate it even more today i only watched it twice i usually watch it three times but i couldn't bring myself to watch it again um like Nah, I just didn't like it. See, I, I liked this episode. Yeah. I did not hate it. I did think it was very jarring yeah. because it has virtually no sci-fi, virtually no action. It's mm. essentially like a two-hander, you know, or a series of scenes that are two-hander scenes between, like, Ty and his 
who we're reintroduced to, his wife, mm. um, and then like you know Adama and Roslyn. And and she's freaking annoying, freaking annoying. I yeah, I didn't like her at all. Which Ellen. one, Ellen. Ellen? Yeah, she's the worst. The first time I watched this, I remember being like, "Ugh, that woman." Yeah. And like then rewatching it this time, I was kind of like, "Oh no, I have more time for Ellen because." I can kind of like have the benefit of hindsight or whatever. Okay. She's still annoying as as fuck. Um, You know, like she's not introduced in a uh, forgiving manner. No. Um, But I don't know. I enjoyed watching it. Maybe it's because it was directed by an actor, but I enjoyed, you know, (laughs) watching, watching an episode that was essentially just actors acting in scenes against each other. Yeah. Like I feel like, cause you know, I think I told you when we were doing the mini series, Edward James almost said that he, he originally like turned down the script, like, off the bat because he was like, I don't want to do a sci-fi show about robots. And they were like, no, read the script. It's really good. And then he's like, son or someone read the script and were like, no, dad, it's great or whatever. And so then he like read 12 pages and committed to the part. Okay. So I feel like he was like, I want to get a go directing, but I don't want to direct any of the really sci-fi episodes. Yeah. Because it definitely feels like there was like a very prestige feel to this episode in terms of like the, sh- it's just showy. Like yeah. the score and the cinematography were very showy and it felt like Edward Jones almost wanted a specific style, but even like if it Miami wasn't. Vice. Yeah, like <laughs> Miami Vice. Even if that wasn't consistent, like with the rest <laughs> of the season. Yeah. So I definitely hear your feedback. Like, I think it's a jarring episode, yeah, particularly really at this is. point in the season, but I enjoyed it. And I really, en- I think, I think it had really great comedic moments and I really enjoyed the character dimension to Ty. Cause you know, I have a spot, soft spot for Ty. Yeah, I yeah. know we don't agree on that too. No, well, I mean, I don't <laughs> hate him. I am trying to fact check my own thing that I said and I can't work it out. Who, which actor they're in the second season of Twin Peaks. There's an actor that directs oh, an episode. Yeah. I just want to know now because it's going to drive me crazy for the rest of the podcast. And it's like a, I think it's a female actor and it just gets so much, so much shit. Continue. No. I will, okay. We're going to fact check anyway, that. We'll come back to that. Um, I'm sorry, that aside. I can't concentrate. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. I completely agree with you. Um, and it does seem very my well, advice to me. I think it was, it was interesting because Alan is really like only the second character that has been introduced as like, or positioned as kind of a semi main character she's credited as a guest star the actress Mm. who plays her um but you know the way she's introduced there's weight to her character we know she has history the only other character i'd say that's been introduced in that way since the beginning of the season was tom zarek who we haven't really seen again and who we love who we love friend of the podcast bring him back um so it's kind of i just thought it was interesting that like we really haven't introduced that many additional characters which Mm. is usual for a first season particularly when you start with so many characters yeah who's who but I thought it was just interesting. Like, they really invested a lot of time in introducing and developing her character. Um, yeah. So that was interesting. Mm. <laughs> You're like, well, no, I'm I just, just don't <laughs> like her. <laughs> in my mind, I'm just, like, developing. She's just kind of, like, obnoxious and... But maybe that just is her character. Everyone. Yeah, maybe she's just And we just needed obnoxious. to really understand well, how she married she Ty, so... Yeah, no wonder they're both alcoholics. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> I think it's kind of funny that... Like, I know it's only been a few weeks, but has he not, like, emptied his trash can? Okay, timing is a really weird thing about this episode, and I want to talk about that when we do the beat by beat. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's, like, no infrastructure for people to, like... Like, maybe he has to, like, take out his own trash for the first time in his career, and he's like, I don't have time for that. Yeah. Like, That's I assume the that they wouldn't be, like, prioritising cleaning people's personal, like, quarters. Maybe. So, yeah, know. he just had the same, like, trash 
and it wasn't very full either. So it's just really caught up. I think when you're caught up in details like that. that. That is when it's taking you out. That's when like, like I always know when I like do, when I start watching a film or when I'm watching a film and I start looking at it as a film, like yeah. I'm like, oh, that was a weird shot or like, oh, those people, that wouldn't happen. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Then I'm like, okay, I'm not enjoying this film because yeah. I'm out of the experience of watching the narrative. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much thumbs <laughs> up your feelings. <laughs> did, should we? Did oh, you? Diane Keaton. Oh, and I like Diane Keaton. I love Diane Keaton. And she does, She's her really first crazy. directing thing that she did was a Twin Peaks episode and oh. it's really bad. And everybody just like, I mean, obviously the second oh. half of the, the second season of Twin Peaks is very not well liked mm-hmm. anyway. 22. Episode 22. Oh, That's right. when everybody started mm. like just... Yeah, everyone was like, this show's gone to shit. Let let Diane Keaton in. She can do an episode. But I think she's a good director now. I think that that was like her first. Maybe it was like, yeah. And also she's trying to do like a Lynchian style like television series that was already not doing well. But yeah, anyway, um, that reminds me of that. A piece of trivia for you. Thank you, producer Tom, for fact-checking that Shall we get into the beat by beat? I think we should. (laughs) Let's do it. Let's rip it off. Let's do it. Colonial fleet time. Um, we start with we start by immediately proving your prediction from last week wrong that um, Rosalind would not believe that Adama's a Cylon because apparently she just immediately believes he's a Cylon which is or is at least skeptical of him, which yeah. I found really. Although at, you know, they did kind of explain it because I was yes. like, "That's ridiculous." This is someone who fought against the Cylons, isn't it? Like he fought mm. against the Cylons in the previous mm. war. Yes, that's so true. that's the sort of ridiculous thing. And then they're like, "Has been replaced with a Cylon agent." And I'm like, "That yeah. makes more sense." Yeah, but still, but still. So yeah, she's watching him in the central control deck or the CIC, and like she's kind of like watching him from like this higher viewing platform, mm. and he like looks Just up like to a- see her watching, and she's like, "Hmm," and he's like, "Hmm," and it's like. I don't know. I mean, you can see he's I like didn't a know bit, people hmm, in this world could on. look up. <laughs> Although maybe that's just on Caprica. True. Yeah. I think that was like simpler times. Simpler times. <laughs> now you got to look everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, yeah. I find that, I find it weird that A, no one, no one else who was there or no records of what happened with that silent from last week with mm. the, um, uh, Leoben Cylon. Yeah. No one had any record that he said that to her because like surely people wouldn't have been like, what did he whisper to you? I mean, maybe she lied. But then also, like, even if she is the only one that has the knowledge that he said that to her, mm. like, pretty overt to just be like, hmm, I'm skeptical of you now. Especially like, after mm. Adama did that whole thing about he messes with your mind. Exactly. Exactly. She knows better than this. But, um, yeah. you know, she's not as clever as we are, obviously. But also, like, I just don't believe Rosalind's decisions in this be like, why would she send Billy to go get information? Okay, yes, we can. T- yeah, we need to talk about this. Yeah. I think the, all of Rosalind's decisions in this episode are debatable. Super um, weird. And her approach is really weird. So yeah. yeah, so she's watching him in the control deck, and then um, they get summoned to um, uh, Doctor Bolter's office or his like, lab or whatever <laughs> um, because his silent detector is a go, and he wants to start widespread testing, or well, Rosalind <clears> wants to, but. Problem is he can only do one person at a time and it takes like 11 hours now, to wait, verify. Now, wait, wait. So this also confused me because when he had Boomer in the room, it took him... It was him pretty quick. Like... Yeah. Five minutes. I know. So and I then like, all what? of a sudden they're like, it takes 11 hours for every person. It's like, since when? I wonder if... And I'm just like, you know, hand-waving this away, I guess, like I think the show did. Mm. But I think, it, I think when he was talking to Boomer, he was saying it was a preliminary test and it wasn't finalized yet so maybe it's like you know how they talk about like checks and balances when they're doing like the facial recognition thing Mm. maybe it's like that kind of technology where to be like really sure you have to run it through a more rigorous series of tests 
That's very generous of you. It's to, very generous. Of um, me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I look. I yeah. I don't know. It was. Um, yeah, it's not. It's not actually explained why it takes ages, which would have made it more understandable after mm. the rumor thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Anyway, there's like a little discussion between Adama and Rosalind. Adama says that people in sensitive positions should go first, and she's like, "Yes, I agree." You should start. And then Adama, Adama has like this great line where he's like, if I'm a Cylon, you're really screwed. <laughs> like, I did like I that do line. appreciate. And they had this, they, there's a lot of intensity between yeah, them. Yeah, they like, kind of have a standoff in this scene. Yeah, but like but a giggly standoff. Yeah. It's weird. It's like we're friends, but we're not. Yeah. Um, but I found it weird. Like I totally agree with right, why Roslyn would want him to go first because of her current opinion. But wouldn't she just go first because she's the president and it yeah. makes sense for the protocol? I think it makes sense for both of them to go first. Yeah, commander, president. I mean, they're both yeah. leaders of the fleet. Yeah. But I just feel like from a PR perspective, from putting my PR. PR hat on, would it not be a good thing to be like, hey, we've got this silent detector that works and good news, we've tested the president, not a silent. Like that would, <laughs> you know, really help yeah. morale, I think, to start with the president rather than mm. the military commander who's probably more removed from like the general public understanding of like you know mm, yeah what's going on yeah but anyway i'm just disappointed in Rosalind this week i know girl let us down mm. um we have a really annoying scene you know i hate billy um, oh my god and when did these guys like okay, when did so they become a thing exactly so d looks excellent i yeah. love her hair down yeah it's great I not many like, people can pull off purple but girl does it she I looks was, amazing i was, I was like damn and what are you doing with this guy yeah and he's so annoying he's like, and he's pumping her for information and i love it what? when she calls him on that but then i'm like but don't tell him and don't kiss him and don't kiss him. That's like you the say worst. that yeah and like you don't make out with someone and then go so like what information do you have for me on your boss like would you not immediately like you know slap him and get out yeah. of it? i don't know and, and when did everybody start calling adama the old man i know when did this happen? Because I've never heard it before. I think Starbuck has referred to him as that before, <sighs> but not everyone. It's, it's like not like a widespread terminology him that thing to the, in this mm. episode. Today. I feel like that's what a, like what um, Edward James Olmos would like people to refer to as. So he just like put put that through, <laughs> you know, like got some directing uh, in there. Yeah, yeah, it was horrible, hokey dialogue. I, I found it really. I loved E, but I was like, girl, this is beneath you. It is. Like, this I whole do not buy not her deserving. and Billy. At I all. don't either. No, that I, would never I, happen. I opposite. I like the opposite of ship them yeah like, it's I'm an, like it, how could i how could i crash must have a word for that what's the opposite of a ship of oh shipping. man yeah, my, i don't know my um <laughs> my brain's not really on point today um we'll think about that we're going to come up with a term anti-shipping yeah. anti-shipping yeah we anti-ship their relationship anti-ship. um <laughs> and i found it kind of funny like this is like supposed to be what like the drive-in or something but it was like really funny how they're like all right get out the next people are coming in to kiss and make out like it was like yeah the observation of, deck or something yeah i kind of get it like if it was like one of the only things you could like do to like just mm. hang out and and if you're on a military ship it's probably not got a lot of downtime opportunities were they on galactica though or were they on i thought they were ship? on galactica okay i wasn't because sure. there were a lot of other people who were kind of wearing like army like like okay. uniform type things but then D was in civ- civilian clothes, so I don't know. Uh. Yeah, it was not explained. It was weird. And then he, the president, and Billy meet like immediately after he like hightails it back to like dob in. Mm. Um, yeah. She's like really paranoid. I really, yeah, this is like to your point, I don't like her characterization this, nah. this week. Like, I feel like the president. I was like, is she just breaking because of like the drug she's on? Like, she's acting super weird. Like, mm. she's really paranoid. And 
if she has that opinion, we that is not how she's been set up in previous episodes. No. So for her to be like suddenly like real shook and be like, I hope you're right, Billy. Like about like you know, but also Adama just acting like, weird. It's like what he's like gone and done some. Like, I just don't driving around like yeah. you know. I just don't buy that she would be like, hey, you know that chick you've been dating? Could yeah. you just go and get, get some, some information from me. her? No, Rosalind yeah. wouldn't do that. And not I never thought mate. I would like agree with Billy over the president, but when yeah. he's like, it could just be like you know exhaustion or paranoia mm. like you know that you're exhausted and, and he's exhausted and blah, blah, blah. Mm. I was like yeah I agree but then I was like and then oh, you're like, oh I'm agreeing, agreeing with, with Billy you. yeah he's yeah, the a worst problem. yeah Billy yeah. is the worst he's the worst so he's then we the have like friend of the podcast Andy friend. sorry actor who plays Billy I'm sure yeah I'm sure it's person. not your fault we just hate you your um, character yeah yeah. Then we have opening credits. We have a really confusing flash forward. This mm. week I was like, huh, what, huh, huh. I feel like they tried to make <laughs> it look more action oriented than it actually was. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the, the people, they got into the editing room and they were like, shit. We got the end of that scene. We got two seconds there. I think let's get a leg there. Cool. Good. Good enough. <laughs> <laughs> it was very weird. Yeah. Like the lifting up of this. Good. Yes, let's like talk about that. Like this is so funny. So then we have this scene with yeah, Bolter. It's and like, great. Yeah, great scene with Bolter. Like, I love that he's like, it's suicide a sin because I'm lazy and I don't want to test 40,000 <laughs> blood samples. I was like, yes, yeah, son, I agree. <laughs> also, those blood samples arrived really quickly and very efficiently for the entire human civilization. I know. I thought that too. I'm like, did they have they been collecting this for weeks? Yeah. Yeah. Again, with the timeline, we hear that there's been weeks since the Cylon attack. In this episode which is the first real finite time i know mm. we've been like oh it's been days since this or that was last week but to actually know okay so since the events happened it's been like three weeks like yeah. that's actually a very short time frame yeah so it is possible that he didn't change his trash can yeah yeah but also <laughs> not less like less possible for billy and juala to be like a thing because they so were not a thing before no remember he like tried to hit on her when they they was yeah, first yeah. on the galactica and she was like uh-uh yeah I, yeah, I mean, maybe it's just like end of civilization and she was like, oh, there's not that many men. True. You'll we got to start making babies. Let's just, yeah, I don't know. Yep. Um, yeah. I love like Six's line when she's like, it's hard being a genius to him. Like, yeah. Mm. But then, great. yeah, there's like super weird scene where they, like, you know, they start to, you know, get get cozy and like it's just the legs and I it's like it was like almost was trying to be really arty in the scene but it was like high school shit like it's like oh I was like this framing is giving me oh. nausea yeah maybe he's leg guy hmm. anyway it was not pretty... even Miami Vice <laughs> that way. it was yeah it, the scene Sorry, unlike Walter this scene did not come you. off <laughs> that, that is my note <laughs> I, can I just say I love seeing because like you think about this I love seeing him without sex like in everyone else's I know just like having I, sex with himself I love and I love 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 that Starbuck came in when he's like jacking up a storm and he's like oh just keeping up with the old exercise and she's like whatever I don't care zip <laughs> just, up your fly like you like, do you <laughs> I was really, I really appreciated Starbuck in that scene. <laughs> Me too. I love that he was like, oh, what are you doing here at night? She's like, it is the middle of the afternoon. This is a lab. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah, it's so late. And like, um, no. Like, please stop masturbating in front of me. Like, I'm pretty sure you've got a job to do. 
<laughs> the samples were contaminated. But I do really like that the show has, like, in the last few episodes, really leaned into, like, how weird it must... Like, <laughs> like they don't even pretend that, like, Gaius is, like, nondescript when he's doing this. They're like, no, he seems like an absolute, like, lunatic slash sex fiend. But let's like, be real. If you could have sex with six in your head, you would. Yeah. Like, Trisha Helfer. Yeah. Yeah, down for I it. totally would. I would just be like, sure, I'll go on that journey. The world's yeah. ending. Yeah. Um, I am okay living inside my head. With a beautiful woman. <laughs> well, yes. Well, yeah. True. I was going to say speaking of beautiful women, but it wasn't a good segue because I don't know how I feel about Alan um, as, a, <laughs> as a beautiful woman. No. But Ty is looking at a picture of Alan that he yeah. burnt with a cigar a few weeks ago because hashtag remember that. Like yeah. we already showed you it in the flash forward and the, what happened previously on. But well, let's get that show you back again. Just, just in case. The previously on ruins it so often. I know because you're like, oh, I guess this person is going to be in it or this is a plot. Yeah. 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 I, oh, there the must be his wife. This must be about his wife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Yeah, um, yeah. the preview had already reminded us about that. And then he mm. tips the liquor and the um, pitcher into the trash. Um, so, you know, we might see something more of this plot. I mean, we wouldn't just have this random scene in here for no, no. reason, or would we? No, never. Not no, in Battlestar Galactica. Not. It's not a <laughs> the, thing. The subtlety in, is not, it's not there yet. Um, we, we find out that there is a single Cylon radar that's come up on the Dratus. So Apollo and the others um, in the Raptors go to pursue it. And Ty, who's kind of on board, uh, sorry, at the t- at the CIC at that point, he wants to defer to Adama, but he finds out he isn't on board the Galactica because he left in his ship without a flight plan an hour earlier. Scandal. Da-da. And the raider jumps away. So Ty goes to order the fleet to jump away. Um, but then the raider reappears before they're able to make the jump. And it's kind of like zipping in and out of the fleet. Ty said something like a wounded bird can't fly home or like something very prophetic for like essentially mm. like it looks damaged but you know um, and he orders Apollo to close in on it to kind of track its movements and habits because he reckons it's not a threat but mm. he also does um, um, you know they, they want to keep an eye on it and track it to see if they can use it as an opportunity to learn how these things work a bit more um, like but, intercepting you know. the signals and yeah, 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 because they're like, oh well, obviously it can't get back to the fleet, so we may as well learn what we can about how how it tries to jump and whatnot. Um, and then in that in that time, conveniently, Adama's raptor just shows up to land again. Mm. Um, so yeah, comes back to the ship. Adama comes back to the ship. Um, there's this yeah really dramatic reveal of Adama so getting dramatic. off the ship, and there's like a woman in the back, and then it's like, oh my god, it's Alan, the lady from the photo. I recognise her. I think we might have seen her in like four or five of the same scene. Yeah, again <laughs> and again and again. I just love how this. I love it when this show just hits you over the head with things again mm, and again. Yeah, yeah. it's my favourite. <laughs> mm. So anyway. We get the reveal of Alan. It's like, oh, my God. And then we have a scene with Roslyn, who speaks to Bolter, because she's like, I've got no time for your sass. You know, I need the test results <laughs> from Adama ASAP. Bolter's like, oh, no, Adama's cancelled his test. He's put someone called Alan's results in instead. And the president's like, nah, too bad. Go back to him. That's what I, I told you to like do. I do like the position that they put Bolter in in this episode. Yeah. Like, it is, and it is, it does make you think about the whole power relationship. Because it's totally. like, who do you listen to? Totally. Because they're both sort of like... It's equal still, in his yeah, yeah like to the public it's the president but to yeah. the military it's the commander yeah but then to someone like bolter who's kind of in a unique position yeah. because of um what he's doing with you know with the detector and obviously being kind of like a cretin mm. like you know isn't ever going to be like oh but what about this like he's just going to go yep okay yeah all <laughs> of us. like you know and then have sex in his mind yeah <laughs> yeah yeah he's got other stuff to do you know 
Um, yeah, so anyway, the president overrules it and she's like, not too bad, I want you to, you know, continue to test Adama's. Mm. Um, Ty reunites with Alan, who says she was, like, on this ship called the Rising Star the whole time. And she, she's like, I was at the airport buying a ticket home and then I was unconscious and someone picked me up and put me on the last Which flight I out. I just don't believe because it was because... fucking crazy on Caprica and, like, people yeah. were, like, fighting to get on the freaking plane. Yeah. I, yeah, like, totally. I do not believe that someone was like, oh, there's an unconscious woman. I'm going to put her on the flight. Like, bullshit. I don't think she was on Caprica. I f- no, 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 she check. wasn't no, on Caprica. she was on, like, Pycon or something. Yeah, yeah, she but, was on yeah, Pycon. Even but so, my point being, yeah, it's like it was not the way it's that the people end of the were world. behaving. People like, aren't like, oh, that woman's knocked out. Better put her on. You'd be like, haha. I mean, one she less. is a white woman, true, and like that's true. The general feeling of people is like, oh my god, there's a white woman in trouble. Let's true. save her. But I just don't believe that that happened. But yeah. Anyway. Particularly, I thought it was really interesting that she like uses like the terminology of like a savior. Yeah. She's like a savior in this really like damsel in distress, dramatic way. Yeah. And then to have like not woken up for. Three weeks, like, which is weird wait, as well. We concussed, like it doesn't. Yeah, it like how serious were those injuries? Because if someone was like bleeding from their head, lying on the ground or whatever, if they'd been knocked, you'd yeah. be like, mm, no, too far gone. Like yeah. it was the end of the world. And yeah. You were like that space could be safe for that like, someone dead. functioning. Let's move yeah. on. Yeah. So it's like if she was injured enough to be out of it for like three weeks or two weeks or however long it ended up being. Anyway, it's sketchy. The yeah. details are. She's slight. either a Cylon or was like having an affair. Hmm. Yeah, and it's interesting to note, like, yeah, this is the point. This is the air. This is the scene where we find out it's been weeks since mm. the first Cylon attack, um, which makes sense, I think, in terms of the action that has happened because it would be such a crazy time. But then, yeah, it's also like later, and we'll come to that scene where Adama kind of questions her on like certain things that don't add up about her story. It's kind of like, yeah, how would all the like how would all of this kind of census and, and you know, like tracking all of the um, the different people in the fleet, like mm. how would that have all been compiled so quickly? And, and the blood samples when, mm. like, you don't even know there was, like, a woman there for two weeks? Yeah. Particularly she's injured and requires medical assistance. Which she didn't get, apparently. Yeah, yeah. It's all exactly. weird. It's very it weird. So, yeah, she gives, she gives this, like, big, you know, spiel about that, you know, she was on the Rising Star and, um, you know, that's all going on and um Ty's just like chuffed to have her back like he seems mm. pretty pleased about it all which you know we which don't which is weird when he burned burn. a picture yeah. through Ugh. yeah yeah um <laughs> yeah I don't have anything to add to that I agree mm. it was weird um Starbuck and Adama and Tyrrell have a look at the like their kind of tracking the radar's movements. Mm-hmm. Adama's like, I don't want to hang around. I don't want it to hang around any longer than we get useful data from it. Um, and he invites, and then he invites, turns around and invites Apollo, who was apparently like there the whole time or just like apparated. I don't know. That was really weird blocking. He just appeared on the edge of this like scene. Um, and he's like, come to dinner or something. <laughs> and Apollo's like, um, cause like, doesn't seem like they have a lot of like nice dinners i mean again to like the resources question it's like surely yeah we can talk about this i have issues with the dinner but yeah anyway <laughs> so many issues apollo's understandably Not the least of which is the music which is yeah, awful i would have rather had like the star wars cantina theme like hey it would have been great you know in the new movie the song that in the star wars was written by lin-manuel miranda who did no hamilton way. so in episode Exciting. seven i love there's so Get much the trivia done. about episode seven it's great like um daniel craig was in one of the stormtrooper outfits um that's so good which is so good he just does like this cameo where you don't even see him which is just amazing that's so um, great and anyway. he probably did more acting in that than the last james bond film probably <laughs> <laughs> um yeah anyway apollo is understandably confused by the dinner invite yeah 
Um, then we have fair. yeah, which is fair. They have we have some scenes with Ty and Ellen. We'll which, call it Ellen. Wait, yeah. should we call him Saul? I feel like we just keep calling him Ty because we everyone keep else calling calls him, him Ty. Ty. I think um, something that really annoyed me about this is when he gets the emergency call and then she's like. Oh, is it a girlfriend? And I'm like, bitch, please. The end of the yeah. world happened. He doesn't have time to date. Yeah. He's getting like a military call. Like this, and especially when you find out later in the episode, she's cheated on him I with know. like everyone. You're like, you're girl, like, that is a long bow to draw. That is ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Continue. Something, something hypocrite. Um, but yeah, they have a chat. It's obvious that they had an argument and were estranged to some degree before the Cylon attack. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, as you say, the, the um, president, like, Ty gets a call, and we don't know what it is at that point. We find out it was the president take, calling him to Colonial One. Um, but, you know, yeah, Alan's all like, mm, anyway. Um, mm. Yeah, she's annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ty goes to Colonial One. Um, we don't know whether he, like, Adama knows he's been summoned. I think we assume he doesn't know, but mm. obviously we find out later in the episode where that all fits. Um, you know, and the president is like, I think that Adama could be a Cylon. And he's like, I don't think that's correct. And he's very loyal to Adama, which, mm. again, I'm like, why would you even bother asking him there when, like, I like at that point she doesn't know it's his wife who's just been taken in by Adama. And also, like, he is, like, the most blatantly loyal person in, in the on the Galactica to mm. Adama, except maybe, like, Starbuck. Yeah. So, like... Why would he be your first choice to like share like, that? Like even info Apollo. With? I mean, he's exactly better Apo- choice. Exactly, and Apollo's her advisor. Yeah. So wouldn't she bring him in first? Nothing Rosalind does weird. in this episode Doesn't makes make any, any sense. sense at all. No. Except for her dismissiveness of Ellen, which I loved. Yeah, which I loved. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, she just wants to know if, like, Ty knew anything about Adama's suspicious behaviour and his recent flight and the, the radar appeared at the same time. And then Ty, um, the part where, like, actually, no, this part was really good for the president or pl- well played by Mary McDonnell, I thought. So then the way that the scene changes when Ty's like, no, Adama, I know exactly what he was doing because he was bringing my wife back, you know, and my, like, Ellen, blah, blah. And the president's just like, oh, your wife's name is Ellen? And he's like, yes, blah, blah, blah. And I she's did just love like, that. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. And you just see her reading the situation and going, cool, like, carry on. Yeah. And then, like, he leaves the room and she just, like, immediately calls Bolton and is like, no, no, you can resume the test on yeah. that person. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really did like the, like, that's she's when like, she's oh, working her best, when she's, yeah. like, outsmarting people. And yeah. that just didn't happen enough in this episode. No. Sending yeah. Billy to get information is not a smart thing. It really move. leaves a bad taste in our mouths. Yeah. Yep. Um, Sorry, Rosalind. We love you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Alan, we have another scene with Alan and Ty. She's like, you know, Alan's all like ready to kiss and make up. She's like turning on the charm offensive. She finds this like weird green cordial liquor, either Midori or Absinthe, Ugh. hopefully Absinthe. One would I hope. I hate Midori. Midori's the grossest. <laughs> it's awful. Mm. Um, yeah. I guess we I start to see that like Alan is like a bad gal in these scenes. Like yeah. she's certainly like presented to be kind of like a bad influence through her like But like so aggressively. Behavior. Exactly. It's, so, it's such a caricature. Ugh. And then they go out for dinner. The ties go to dinner with Adama, Apollo and the president. My main question is like, how did they get the wine? Yeah. Like, how do they have all these stocks of wine when, like, they've run out of And why would they bring it out for Ellen? I know. Like, I know. Sorry, that's harsh. But I really do love Ty in in those dinner scenes because, like, I think that the – and I've forgotten the actor's name, but, like, the actor who plays Ty – like, we often see Ty just being, like, a real dick. Like, his signature – his signature persona is like a dickhead. Mm. And like in that those scenes Michael over Hogan. dinner. Michael Hogan, yeah. He's also really good in Fargo, season two of Fargo. Oh, I need Slays. to watch that show. Mm. Yeah, you he was get on, on that. Um, he was on 12 Monkeys with James Callis oh, as well. Yeah. He played a really nice character in that show too. He oh, was like cool. a very caring, like... 
He does not play a nice person in Fargo. He plays like an old patriarch of a criminal family and nice. he's great he would be good um, at that role yeah. he's just what we've learned is he has layers he has layers he's mm. like an onion like an onion you know um but yeah ty i really liked what michael hogan does in this scene because yeah you see that he is just like alan is just the worst mm. basically and he's still like ha oh, look at this look at my wife isn't she funny isn't she great and everyone yeah. else is like no, oh my god we hate she her isn't. so She's much awful. Yeah, Alan, like, Alan just does everything badly. Like, she talks about Zach Adama, which we all know is, how like, a no-go zone. How could she not know that Zach was dead, though? I like, don't know. Well, we don't know how long they were estranged for. Like, it kind of sounded like they'd just split up and she was, like, decided, like, she'd did. gone away for the weekend and then was like, no, I'll come home. That's what it sounded so, like, like. Zach died a while before the destruction of the colony. And it seems like they're, like, it's not just, like, Ty and Adama work together. They are friends that, outside yeah, of it. Yeah, and she so always she calls him know. Bill. Like, they're very familiar. Yeah. He knows a lot about her background. Yeah, like, she sh- she throws, like, shade on the president for being a school teacher. Yeah. She tries to, who's not having a bar? Nah. She tries to play footsie with Apollo. Which is so really uncomfortable. He's, yeah. Ugh. He's basically us, like, through that whole scene. Like, yeah. everyone is uncomfortable watching that scene. Yeah. Um, Adama, in his usual way, having no tact, is just like, well, why weren't you found earlier in checkup, Salad? Why does nobody have a record of treating you? Like, invite someone to dinner and then, like, you know, yeah. stealth it. Question um, them. Yeah. And then she kind of responds by, like, pressing Adama for information on Earth, which is, like, how does she know they're even... That's not been in... Like, I know that they were like, we're going to find Earth, but it's not, like they're keeping anyone updated on it no and also like she has a lot of information about things happening that like doesn't make any sense yeah yeah it's like mm. yeah it's very yeah she's very non uh. it's erratic it's very erratic like i don't know if that's on purpose or it's sloppy writing or like because of like now in this episode we're seeing timelines of things like yeah there's this note where the president so she kind of like um you know, she's asking for info on Earth and then the president sasses her and is like, I love well, the need for secrecy sass. is paramount, which I yeah. agree. And then she's like, oh, and you know, do you know Silence look like us right now? And then uh, Alan's like, yeah, of course I do kind of thing. And the president's like, well, that's recent information. It was only announced yesterday or something. Yeah. I don't really see why she wouldn't know. I mean, I imagine that kind of like revelation renews would spread very well i mean even just like the security of her getting over to wherever i think it makes sense that she would know that yeah i think it was just like both the dharma and rosalind are kind of trying to probe alan a bit like yeah you know um but yeah that was only days ago and i think the point of this scene was just to show that alan and saul are clearly the kind of people who drink too much at dinner parties and you know are kind of shit for each other mm-hmm. and no one ever has the guts to tell them that they're a terrible couple because mm. this whole scene i was just like and i mean we see it how everyone acts after they've left yeah but like how yeah. many how many like people do you think have like totally oh, i guess it wouldn't have happened hey like do you reckon like they became estranged and Adama was like oh Thank the gods. And then now it's like like that that situation where your friend breaks up with someone. You're like, oh, they were the worst. And you tell them all the things you hate about that person. And they're like, we're back together. And you're like, oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that happened happened multiple times between Adama and Ty. Yeah. And you kind of get this like feeling from Ty that he's like, oh, I'm just so happy my wife is alive. I've forgiven her. It's like when people die and like people tend to forget all the shitty stuff that they did. And I'm not saying that like if someone dies, like they're like, you know, you should forgive them. Like you you should forgive people for stuff, mm. but it's also like we tend to like canonize people as like their best versions because yeah. it's like illness. Like American gods comes to mind. No yeah. spoilers. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Which Alan... I just started watching and is excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Haven't finished yet. So yeah. excited. Alan's a train wreck mm. or maybe like, 
the yeah, she's a train wreck. Mm-hmm. The dinner's kind of a garbage fire. Um, what she, a waste of all the good things that they had. I know, I know. Mm. And um, yeah, Alan finishes her kind of like dinner by groping Apollo inappropriately and falling yep. out the door. I do actually quite like that they do this, though, because I think there's not enough conversation around, around how some older women treat young yeah. men. Yeah, like and I know that I've Absolutely. Yeah. And I know that I've worked, and that obviously women get, like, really uncomfortable situations as well, mm. and there's power dynamics that go into that with strength and whatnot. But I've seen – I've worked with a lot of young guys in, like, hospitality industry who have mm-hmm. been, like, groped so yeah. much by older women who just, like – who think, think they can get being, away with yeah, it. They think it's like a compliment and yeah. it's so not okay. And it's so, yeah. So it's nice to see it. Well, not nice. It's not the word, but it's good to see that represented on hmm. the screen. Yeah. I always like to see things like that. Yeah. I think it's good to show the, um, like, you know, not the complexities, but more like the, the scope of these kind of behaviors, mm. whether it's man or a woman mm. or an age thing or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I think with Alan, and we'll talk about this in themes, but I think it's definitely like, you know, that kind of, she uses her persona as like a bit of a weapon. Like mm. her, I think her being a shit show is like totally strategic on her mm-hmm. behalf. I don't think that she's just like, whoops, I got drunk. Like she got that liquor. Yeah. She brought it to, yeah. Anyway, she's a calculating uh, mm-hmm. operator, I think. Mm. So anyway, her and her and Ty leave. And then we have this like quite funny scene. I thought with like the president and Apollo and Adama, um, where like, <laughs> president's like you actually think that woman is a Cylon mm. and um, Adama's like well if she's not she's a pain in the ass like she slept with a lot of people in the fleet and then mm. you know the president's like but you know obviously Ty loves her deeply and so you know what yeah. do you do and then Apollo um, doesn't points out it doesn't really like seem like she's changed at all so it kind of suggests that like the Adamas know mm. Alan pretty well yeah, and that yeah or obviously that, that she's she got some problems Zach was dead. yeah yeah Selective memory on her behalf. Sense. You know, yeah. alcoholism can erode your memory. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I probably just needed a picture of my face <laughs> there. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Alcohol. I don't know. I liked that scene. I thought it was memory. kind of funny. Yeah. Um, and then we, yeah, Alan and, and Ty take a really long time to, like, walk back to their room because she's being a pain in the ass. She's, like, every mm-hmm. drunk girl at, like, 4 a.m. who's, like, I want to go to KFC. Like, yeah. it's, like, hanging off everything and being <laughs> just, oh, you know, Bolter. For once, though, Bolter is the one who comes across Ty and Alan in the hallway and, like, he's the one interrupting other people being awkward, which I think is the first. And then it's just, like... Super creepy. I yeah. mean that they're creepy together. He's yeah. just I don't know. I love both of them. It was creepy. So Alan creepy. invites him to join them for a nightcap, but then he gets summoned away. I wonder if they've had a threesome before, hmm. like Alan and Saw. Like just she would be up people. for it. He totally would be would be gel. Yeah. Um, yeah, we see like Tiger jealous of Alan, kind of prepositioning you know bolter and right in front of yeah him. right in front of him and she's like oh it's just a bit of harmless flirting even though like you know you would think if you had adultery problems in your marriage that like you a bit of that. harmless flirting would not be perceived that way yep um and then alan just turns around by being like well in the middle of dinner adama put his hand on my leg and ty's like no way and then she's like no he used to come to the rising star and sit by the side of the bed and touch me and ty's like you're lying and she flies into a rage and is like i can prove it um that was a really contrived scene <laughs> <Lee> sorry <laughs> But I do want to call out the true star of this episode in this, which was so obviously the MVP. MVP of this scene, 100. Um, James Callis's chest hair. Like, why yeah. is his shirt always open? Very distracting for the ladies. 
with the ladies. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was my note. Obviously, it got your attention. Got my attention. I think we should bring that in and just do MV- MVP of every episode. Because we, we should. do tend to do an MVP. We should. Yeah, I think let's that, do that. Um, producer Tom is trying to show us his chest hair. I think he's... Um, <laughs> He doesn't like you talking about other chest hair in front of him. It's um, <laughs> uh, it yeah, was, it was there was a lot. Yeah. It was the most. So MVP of this ep is yeah, James Carlson's chest, chest hair. Awesome. Um, and yeah, anyway, Baldy gets summoned because he's like under pressure because he hasn't finished the test. But as he points out, it was hard to finish them when he has to restart them. And as we mm. know, they take like a insane amount of time. Suddenly, yeah, yeah. So you know, can't actually get any done. The president has to admit that she was the one that interrupted the test. Um, and then, you know, she accuses Adama because of his weird behavior. Mm. And Adama's like, well, I didn't want Alan to come onto the ship. And then he said something like, you know, I wanted... Uh, I don't understand how it actually gets to this point, but then he's like, I wanted her close to me just as, like, Alan and Ty come in. And Alan's like, I told you! Like, it was very soapy. And actually, <laughs> Adama's face here is amazing when she's like, I told you he wants me, and his face is perfect. I even wrote it in my notes. Really? We yeah, need to get a screen grab. I think I need to get a screen grab because it was it's just so good. He's just like, what? Like, just... <laughs> bitch, please. <laughs> um, and then Rosalind being like dismissive again and Sassy. Yeah. Just like, yeah. She's like, oh, please, Ellen. Like, and that's why this, this episode is actually good because of the group, the chemistry of all those main actors. Yeah. Like we don't have a lot of scenes with them all that's kind of true. like banding around something. Yeah. You need a tedious person like Ellen to like bring out the you know expression yeah. you and just keep sass. fighting for the app melia just keep fighting for me to like it um <laughs> bringing bringing you out of your hungover vibe hey you know. i hated the episode before i was hungover. true that mm, just yeah. exacerbated it <laughs> just, the beer is helping good yeah. said the alcoholic <laughs> <laughs> well you know um so yeah what happens this scene everything comes out in the wash everyone kind of has a go at everyone else but then everyone is summoned to CIC, conveniently. Mm. And the radar, uh, we find out the radar smoothed out its flight plan, but it hasn't jumped away or sent any other signals. I don't really understand this subplot at all. I don't think it was very well explained because I thought that at the end the ship ran into the side of the Galactica, but then people were like, oh, good one, Saul. Like, you blew it up. And I was like, okay. Like, uh, yeah, I weird. missed that plot point. Yeah, I think it was just also, something else happening. Yeah, Starbuck is just there and he's like, I think the radar's been playing with you to see how long you'll react. And then they send the... The raptors in pursuit, and then Starbucks like, no, no, it's just on a suicide run. Like, it was very boomery, like, mm. like third, like, very knowledgeable for no reason stuff. Mm. Um, anyway, mm. so since Adama finds out Ty had already launched the Vipers on a hunch, the radar's destroyed. Yeah. This really doesn't make any sense. I think you can see why Almost wanted to direct an episode that didn't have a lot of action because that action <laughs> didn't make any sense no but anyway the radar was destroyed and Yay. they got some information from it and it Yay. didn't go back to the fleet the Zylon Ty's fleet. a hero Ty's a hero but then um Ty and Adama have like a little chat he confronts Adama about Alan and her terrible influence on him and then Adama's like well it's all good because you launched those flights on a hunch and you saved the ship let's <laughs> stay friends and not let anything come between us like it's very clean you know um <laughs> Alan's proven to be human as the first Cylon. No, no she's not, though. They say that Alan is proven to be human. They say that. So Bias, but says she's I don't proven understand to be... this either. When it's just like at the end for no reason is like, they're like, oh, what did it really say? And he's like, I'll never tell. 
Okay, I did love seeing him spitting on the chair alone. Dreams at the off end. in his room. <laughs> yeah, it's like, but like that was that was a great ending. Like I just love that. Like, yeah, she's spitting him around, and then you just see him just and everyone else is like and talking smiling. and doing stuff, and he's just like orbiting along by himself. Which I just he's love a funny though. One. If I could describe Caius in one meme, that would be it. Yeah, just him spinning alone on the chair was so good. But I think I think he's um so Bulger's decision to not. We're, you know, to say that Alan Alan is an asylum, but we as the audience don't know whether she is or not because mm. he'll never tell. I think that there is something as well in that, um, you know, the way that Alan reacts to A, finding out she has been tested to be asylum and B, that she isn't, you know, Adama's like, oh, no hard feelings, Alan. And she's like, you don't want to frack with me, Bill. And he's like, don't frack with me either, Alan. And I, I was know. like, ooh, two out of three fracks for this episode. <laughs> but um, yeah. I don't know. I thought that, that was a bit like nah. felt like it was trying to like in the bin. Hmm. So what do you think? Do you think she's a Cylon? I don't know. Probably not. She's just fucking obnoxious. <laughs> I feel like that's what a Dharma <laughs> personally felt. <laughs> um, he was I like, mean, it's a win-win if she's a Cylon. I think I can you're right. I think breed, she but... is exactly like we can just send her out, um, <laughs> and then we know what another Cylon looks like, which would be helpful. Yeah, true. Um, I don't know. It seems like she could be. Hmm. And, but I, I think that we can say for sure that she is definitely very calculating. Like, she's yeah, not... she's not just, like, a dumb bitch. Nah. She knows what she's doing. Yeah. Um, cool. I, I'm too hungry for to make predictions today. Well, we're going to review your existing predictions at the end. Let's, let's just, do that. Let's do Caprica, Caprica stuff first. But, yeah, I want to... You might have some thoughts coming off that. Mm. Um, yeah. Anyway, Silent Occupied Caprica. Not a heap going on. Horrible Hilo and Sharon again. are still on the run. Horrible lighting. Um, Sharon tells him the reason there are so many Cylons chasing them is because she overheard some things. And he's like, what? And she's like, I can tell ya. Like, you know, it was, um, he gave her an opportunity to admit she's a Cylon, but we probably see she's not ready to do that yet, even though she's kind of changing the narrative mm. from like, you know, of, I, also your, your prediction that she would actually go rogue from the other Cylons, I think it's pretty confirmed. Yay. Here. Yeah. But, um, yeah, cheers to that. No one cheers me. <laughs> e. um, that was a good cheers. That's a good cheers. Anyway, she suggests that they head to Delphi because it's the best place to get a ship and get off the planet. Or I believe she says fracking planet. Mm. Um, yeah, but, you know, they had to get through these drains first, which seemed awful. Um, but Sharon's a super Cylon, so she doesn't get affected by it. Oh, yeah, she's running on adrenaline. <laughs> it's adrenaline. He's like, why are you so fine? Adrenaline. <laughs> Well, he doesn't even know away. that Cylons look, look like, like people. humans. No, yeah. exactly. So, you know, he, he is down for that, I guess. And then she kind of scouts the toasters above ground and is like, all right, we've got to, like, find somewhere else. Um, so while they're on the run, we have this other scene with Doral and Six who are talking about Sharon going rogue. Mm. And he says something like, her passion is making her more resourceful. Well, it sounds like, like text-to-speech. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it really um, does. It was a really weird conversation with, like, Six, like, crying. Yeah, because he says, yeah, Doral says that she's jealous, and then she's like, Hilo's pathetic, like, or he's pathetic or something, mm. and they wonder what it would be like to feel so intensely and feel so alive. Like, mm. I feel like Six is more crying because out of all the silence we've seen so far, her model seems the most emotive and, like, the most, like, wants to be... You know how she's always like, are you human? What's you? Like, I feel like she's the most obsessed with being human, whereas Doral's like, I'm a are Cylon. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know? Like, yeah. he's like, let's, like, let's oh, do except the plan. For, except for Boomer, because she Yeah. Is. The female Cylons seem to be a little bit more um, emotive. Uh. 
Unlike you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I'm anyway. just trying to um, work against gender stereotypes. And there's a weird scene where they're like walking down to like that big like yeah the toaster gang like that was weird yeah and it, I don't it know felt what like that the meant. end of an episode as well but i was yeah. like oh this is the end this oh, weird nope, time, to end. time. <laughs> nope it's not over yeah, yet that was weird it was very weirdly edited i almost feel like all that caprica stuff could have just been one three minute scene at the end of the episode or just like or make just... a caprica episode and i know stop just right i know through. i know Ugh. it would have actually been better as a bottle episode i feel rather mm-hmm. than having it bit by bit by bit guys battle psychological people can you just go back change that up yeah i'm sure someone has re-edited the series with certain changes um the that's okay um the um i just talked <laughs> sorry man i just can't <laughs> it's a struggle Dollhouse like did everyone's this really well they did um they did like the series and so at the end of the season of both the seasons that they had before they got cancelled they had like a bottle like a a, just an episode about the future Mm. and it would have been really cool if they did something like that Mm. like if it was just like you know end of the season or something like i kind of like that they did like season finale and then Uh they did like this random episode about Uh this is what this implications are yeah that would be cool um and so that would be kind of cool if like all of a sudden caprica yeah um hey oh yeah yeah we will see. I think all of the random Caprica scenes, though, if they were cut together, would be really weird. That's true. Because they're the, so it relies overdone. on you, But it also relies on you knowing what you know about Boomer on Galactica, mm. I think, because it shows, like, you've got a Boomer that's either, like, a sleeper agent or an agent, but mm. we know as a Cylon and people in the fleet are now beginning to know. Yeah. Um, or one person and potentially others. Well, he's not very helpful to know. <laughs> but I think if you didn't have that, like, other character... Then I think the stuff on Caprica, if you just had the one boomer, it would be kind of undermined. Like yeah. you'd just be like, mm, yeah, whatever, I don't care about you. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. Anyway, that's the end of the episode. Yay. It was an episode. It was an episode. Wasn't our fave. <laughs> was I personally felt like it was not as bad as those two Starbucks centric episodes that you no. know I could not deal with. But, uh, Ellen. I'm yeah. Not. At least there were no like Zakadama sex scenes. Yes, it's true. But yeah. Yeah. It was not the best. Yeah. Themes. I really only had one theme I want to talk about. I mean, broadly, we could talk about, like, friendship and loyalty, but, like, meh, nah. every episode's about that. Yeah. Kind of. Or, like, um, love makes love. you crazy. Those crazy kids. Yeah. And then uh, love. Um, well, I kind of... I did want to talk about the idea that, like, you know, we, we said before that Alan isn't just, like, uh, what... She isn't just, like, a, yeah, dumb bitch. Like, she's obviously got a... There's a degree of calculating to the way that she engages with mm. not just Ty, but, like, other men. And I think this idea of, like, sexuality as a weapon, like, she's in control of how she's perceived and that she's maybe perceived to be this kind of sloppy, um, you know, blonde, drunk thing. Mm. Um, I think she kind of uses that... Um, it doesn't work, but I think she tries to use that in like how she engages with Ty mm. and then even like trying to turn him on his friend through like the idea that like she was sexually assaulted. Like, yeah, yeah. it's interesting. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't think it quite works because we don't know her character and we also don't like her. Yeah. But I think the way it's presented is like, you know, Alan uses sexuality as a weapon, whereas like the president uses like her authority and her intellect as a weapon. Yeah. Like she's not, but not in this episode. Not in this episode. Um, <laughs> but usually. But I think we've talked a lot. I mean, I think that the show has talked a lot about seduction as mm. a tactic. Like, yeah, like everything that, Six does. Yeah. <laughs> we've had that quite as a, as a quite ongoing yeah. kind of theme. Yeah. Uh, particularly women seducing men yeah um so yeah i mean 
It's a thing. It's an ongoing thing. I mean, this is maybe one of the only times we've seen a non-Cylon do it. Well, well, in theory. The, in theory, yeah. Like a non know. a non-confirmed Cylon. A non-confirmed what she yeah. is. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. I mean, unless we count Billy. Mm, no, <laughs> I never count him. He's <laughs> seductive. <laughs> oh, man, he's the No, worst. thank you. Um, um, that's a weird yeah. sentence in itself. Um, Billy being seductive, I mean. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, I don't know what you mean. Um, Did you have any other themes? Nah, I really nah. didn't. I, it was a really low thematic episode. As you said, it was really based around, um, like characters and their mm. relationships and stuff which is fine and like i'm all about like character developments like yeah. one of my favorite things about like good sci-fi is the development of different characters like much and like the challenges they face is what i prefer much more to like you know all the starships and whatnot mm, <laughs> but mm. i didn't like it so I don't know. Well, I just wanted to touch quickly on your predictions because, like, I have been counting them up for the last couple of weeks. Yeah. And I think as we get into the end of the, you know, last Mm. few episodes, we should, like, come back to these. Mm -hmm. So a couple of ones from a while ago that have come true, you have predicted that Rosalind and Dharma would become very tense. I Mm -hmm. think we're seeing that, you know, if you accuse someone of being a, Mm. um, you know, enemy robot, that that might have an effect on your friendship. Um so far, we have not seen Bolter tell anyone about Galactica Boomer being a Cylon. Mm. So that's so far true. Mm. Um, and Caprica Boomer going rogue from the other Caprica Cylons, also true. Mm. Um, the only thing that I, th- I think we can say is pretty clearly untrue is that you thought Rosalind wouldn't suspect him. Because I know. we all kind of hoped that she wouldn't. But yeah, I mean, I th- that was the whole theme. <laughs> I blame the, the lousiness of that prediction on bad writing. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I would agree guys. With that. Yeah. I think That's it was not in yeah. Rosalind's character, and I obviously know her better than you do. Tight. <laughs> <laughs> we are close personal friends. Well, we will be. With a fictional character from a television series. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah. Um, other predictions that have not yet come true or false um, Gator being gay, um, Six Caprica That's being never come true either soon. same or different from the other. We yeah. don't know, being yeah, how connected or not they are. Mm-hmm. Um, whether Adama, you said Adama is not a Cylon. Technically, we haven't got the results, but we can safely we... say he's probably not a Cylon. <laughs> True that. Mm. Um, yeah. I'm sure we'll find out in the next episode. Anything new you want to add? I don't have the creative brain space to cool. make any predictions. Okay. We'll I think I've done very down. well. The beer helped. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> um, frap count three from three different people. Yeah. Um, Cylon count five because we didn't have boomer on caprica i mean galactica this week but oh. we had the two sixes we had the boomer on um charon boomer mm. on caprica want the one doral and that raider that showed up for like a minute mm. um yeah so it was pretty pretty you know lean because we were mostly spending time with human characters mm. um yeah anything else you want to add or should we wrap this up i feel like we should wrap it up cool. um i think i'd like to add that um i'm pretty happy next saturday night to stay home and watch television (laughs) which is my normal saturday night routine and now i know why um yeah commitment commitment to the pod don't don't um don't binge drink (laughs) (laughs) stay in school school. you can be anything you want to be so and join us next week (laughs) for episode 10 of season one called the hand of god gosh i wonder what that will be about that theme might be (laughs) And don't forget, leave us a review. Tell us what you think. Uh, email love us any really feedback or corrections. We do love it. Mm. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll chat soon. See you next week. Bye. Bye.